One, two, three, clap. How many people think you say one, two, three each time? I don't know, but it's probably not none. Hi, and welcome to Hey Buddy, Nice Podcast. Over there in Scotland, questioning me if we need to do this intro every time. That's Brogan Hastings. And forcing me to do this for the 53rd time, it's Wayne Giovanazzi. And hey, in America, like COVID, I'm still here, even though you probably <laughs> want me gone. I was about it's to say, do I look like I've got a gun in my hand? No, I'm not American. But our friend Jobeth is joining us. Uh, so I'll answer Brogan's question. Uh, until you jacked up the outro by accidentally playing the intro, I thought you guys did the clap every time. Really? <laughs> really? Or at least wasn't sure. I, I at least was not sure until you accidentally hit the intro when you meant to hit the outro. Uh, now that I then I knew for sure. then it, then it was then the, then it was peeled back. Now that I've got you, my soundboard back and up and running, you're gonna hear all these. You're gonna hear these accidental things all the time now. It's just, it's just gonna, I'm gonna hit the wrong button every time. I mean, we used to do it live <laughs> for yeah. the first three or four episodes. No, the way we used to do it was when we had, um, when we had, we didn't have a theme song yet and we were using Snake by the Whiskey, courtesy of ICS and Justin. Yeah. Um, we would do the one, two, three clap and mm. just to sync, which we don't, yeah. we realized we don't need to do. And then that mm. was edited on top of the theme, the yeah. temporary thing. You, and you I like. What did you? Oh, you liked the one, two, three clap and said we need yeah. to keep that in. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't really make any sense whatsoever. I don't know what Jacob is on about, thinking he needs these claps. <laughs> They've got all this expensive Opal software, hardware, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I mean, I've not been in the podcast biz very long. Look, we're not even a year in, and I feel like we've got a handle on it more than what an audio guy does. I'm going out there and saying it. I'm saying it. You heard it. He's too busy tending to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you said dogs or ducks, and then I realized, yep, callback, last episode, ducks. And it's Jacob, of course, it's ducks. But he also has dogs, so it, it could have gone have either way. But yeah, joining us, Jobeth, hello. How, how are you since um, back. 10 minutes ago? I know, it's been a while since we've done this. Mm. Um, how was your cruise? It was, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Um, it just it's it's such a unique way compared to other normal travel mm. like i i was talking to my uncle who lives in hawaii so he's like five hours time zone difference from me wow. recently at about going on a cruise and he's never done one um and i'm like i you know and i just recently did the first one a couple months ago mm. i sometimes i want to get in this mode like there's two travel modes for me one of them is the get out there explore see all the things you know what's new you know you guys were talking about all the stuff that you guys want to do in vegas and i don't need to answer this question that you guys asked in the episode for brogan because as i'm listening i'm sending brogan messages about this that and the other <laughs> um but as even as somebody who's a regular in vegas I was interested in that episode, so oh, cool. I, I believe others probably were. Um, but sometimes with with travel, I like to show up and get in the bubble and just stay there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not worried about other than, hey, do I want to go to the piano bar or do I want to go eat for the fifth time today or do I want to go to the casino or do I want to go get in the pool? Like that's the extent of the decision making yeah. that you're making when you're on something like a cruise. Like it's a whole world all right there. Yep. Um, again, my experience is, is 
five whole days from the first cruise that I went on. So I'll, I'll definitely have follow up and shameless plug. You'll hear all about it <laughs> on big, sexy digital nomad, um, a seamless segue to, to yeah. plug that. So no, no, and, shame, and no shame, no shameless plugs. It's just, it's um, just a plug. It's, you should feel no we, shame. We are, you know, they, they talk about what, what is it? Dick and tit farmers. <laughs> we, we're just, each other's pimps and hoes out here in the <laughs> the ICS kind of offshoot podcast yeah. realm because I'm pretty sure that at least all of the ones that are in my regular rotation that we plug the shit out of you guys whenever there's an opportunity you do the same it, there's constantly mentions of all these podcasts and each of us as individuals on on two characters and a clown um, I'm just now and it's your guys's fault. Uh, so props to you on this. I'm just now getting into pod therapy oh. um, and I've missed out. Honestly, I have. Yeah. So here we are plugging pod therapy in my explanation about how all these podcasts plug each other. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was super fun. I found in that conversation that I have more things in common with, with uh, you guys know it better than I do. So I'll just stick with the Jim Jobin. Um and not extrapolate the whole title. I do uh, believe it then, is King then, Lord, Mister Doctor Jimothy Mycicle, Job Tholomew Esquire the Second. <laughs> so a lot of stuff in in common with him and interests and everything like that. I'm like, oh, this is a dude that I should probably try to track down when I'm in Vegas one of these times. Um, so was it the Doctor Jim know. episode that got you into pod therapy then? Yeah, oh. I mean, they, I knew that they existed. They were always on the peripheral. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where. Like with, with, you know, I listened to PSS. That's how I, that, that kind of got me into the whole, the rest of it. That's where I got, got started. Um, and then I honestly, my listening to ICS was research. Ah. So, and I, I may have mentioned this on some other podcasts before, but um, so the, the Elton magic thing was supposed to start back in 2020. It, it got halted like everything else in the world did. And the 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 electric Volvo that I purchased that we talked about in the last episode had all of this is because of that car, by the way. So you don't need to drop that ad break again. But if you want to cut <laughs> it and drop it back in here, it's deserved. Um, we only know each other because of that car. I'm now wow. for the first time realizing this. Um that car, unlike any of my other cars, where I would normally have just listened to satellite radio or whatever, had a Google internet interface built into it. Ah. And with it, it had Spotify. And until I got that vehicle, I had never listened to a podcast in my life. Really? And didn't, didn't, there was no, this, this part of the story I am just realizing for myself <laughs> right now. So I definitely have not talked on it, about it on another podcast. Um, so I'm flipping through and I'm finding, you know, I find I'm trying to find some magic podcasts, and I find this one called um, I think it was the Successful Mentalist or something like that. So I'm listening to that, and again, still very new. Um, and then at some point in time, I was like, wait a minute, I think Pendulette has a podcast. Let's go research that. So I found it, and I started listening to that, and it didn't take long to figure out who Matt was uh, and to kind of start getting into the, you know, who he is and who he is in this world. It would Dare I say and it didn't take long to fall madly deeply in love with Mr. Matthew Donald. I don't know that I was there yet, <laughs> okay. but um, so the, the genesis of that relationship was 
knowing that he was from New Jersey on the East Coast, mm. probably I would say two hours ish from where I am. Okay. So right. not really knowing how involved, but having a taste for how involved in the magic community he was and knowing that he worked for Penn and probably making some unnecessary assumptions that weren't necessarily true. <laughs> um, I tagged him when it, when it got to the point where things were starting to get normal ish again, when capacities in, in venues like theaters were back to hundred percent in my area, I tagged him in a tweet from the Elkton magic account saying, Hey, you're from the East coast. We're kicking this thing back off again. Do you know anybody out this way? that might be interested in starting us off. And his response was, I do. And that person might be me <laughs> because from his perspective, a, he's trying to get out there and, and just do shows because that's what we do. Um, I've made many offers on the big, sexy digital nomad that, Hey, if you fly me out and put me up to wherever you are, I'll probably do a show for you for nothing. Yeah. Um, just the cost to get me there. Uh, same goes for you guys, because I'm um, obviously it's a more expensive uh, <laughs> offer for you, but uh I would not say no to coming out to either of your lands and, and, and performing. It sounds like a good deal. And everybody speaks English where you are. So, you know, well, if Hondra made me that offer, it might be a little different. Scotland but... is sometimes <laughs> almost not English. Well, English-ish. Yes. The ish at the end is big and, and important. Um, so his response was, hey, that, you know, that person might be me. Mm. And it was obviously trying to get out there. But also he's got family that's a little over an hour from me. Yeah. One of his brothers, the one that looks like the guy that took Tony Stark's company. <laughs> if you've met them all or seen pictures of them, spitting image. Okay. <laughs> like especially, yes, especially if you've had a few drinks in you and you see him from across the room, be like, Tony better watch out. And, and Tony's not even a real person or in the room, but uh, the Donnelly's are very real. Uh, so that's what got us started. And, and Matt is the kind of guy that from a professional standpoint will absolutely, if you book him and please do um, anywhere and everywhere, he will show up. He will be on time. He will be prepared. He will do the work. You will be pleased but he's not going to, it's not like a punch the clock in, punch the clock out. He comes, he hangs out. You you get to know him and you just get sucked into his world because he that's just his personality. So, um, it, you know, the the uh, the only reason that my wife does not wear the shirt that I bought her from your <laughs> shop that says, um, we, we love help and support. me out. We love, we love and support Matt Donnelly in this household. She's like... They're gonna think this is anybody that sees this is gonna think it's some fucking cancer survivor kid <laughs> yeah. that I'm that that I'm raising money for or, or have donated the to. Thing about, I'm like, who cares? The thing about that shirt is though, it it sounds like a joke, but it it really like you were saying, you do get sucked into Matt's world, into Matt, mm -hmm. and it I think it is a hundred percent sincere that, that yeah, slogan. Definitely. I mean, it's 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 tough to not want to prop him up mm -hmm. like you know and it was important for me and it's very important for me with all of the performers that we bring in here to to roll out the red carpet for them but it, it the the anticipation and the lead up for this most recent show that matt did in elton it, it really <laughs> opened the door for just way too many gifts oh. like they're they're like the the shit that broken and i had time to prep which actually I'm, I'm thinking that almost every gift at least was it, it designed by Brogan because now that, that uh, um, I'm looking at it, there were the lapel pins, there were the tarot cards, yeah. 
and the I, I also ordered a Elton Magic um, hoodie to give him. It was orange. It red. Uh, red. red. Uh, I saw him wearing that when he was uh, rehearsing for the Fuller's tour. I was oh, like, that looks like yeah. an Elton Magic jumper. <laughs> it, it sure was. Um, and that that really so funny story about that. And and we will get back to maybe why. Hold on, let me get this aside in here because this is really this is about pot therapy. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was listening to PSS. I I started listening to ICS because, oh, we have brought this full circle, um, because I wanted to know, the guy that was running the community theater that we were first doing the Elkton Magic shows out of is the general manager of a brewery, a microbrewery, a few doors up the road. And I, in this in this desire to roll out the red carpet, I was like, can you guys brew a beer and name it the Mind Noodler? <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, does he even drink? Because I didn't know him at the time. <laughs> I knew him through Penn. I knew and had heard in some of the episodes that I had listened to that he had jumped in at times yep. with the Cray Ray thing. And I'm like, Penn doesn't drink. Is it possible that Matt doesn't drink? Am I going to offend him with this gift? So I started you, listening was, to ICS. Good thing you didn't go early, early Matt Donnelly PSS episodes because he was, it fully sounded like he did not drink at all the way that he would talk to Penn about it. Like, yeah, those days are long gone, well behind me. No, no booze for me. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was like, well, he's got this other weird podcast, which I don't know if I knew how weird it was at the time. <laughs> I learned quickly. Um, and that, then you get sucked in there. And then obviously he's got Abracababble for those who are in the magic world. And and, it, and sometimes you get to the point of like, how, how often do I really need to hear this person's voice? So don't forget the, the piff jump to start. Right. The, well, when when it exists, yeah. um, the the you should you should poke the bear. Um, I'll ask him about season three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you get into that same conundrum of how often do I want to hear Jacob the audio guy's voice <laughs> with the bridge of yes. uh, of getting into to pod therapy. So um, yeah, the, the so that was literally me getting into ICS was doing research to find out will I offend this man by naming a beer after him. Um, that's all kind of gone in, in the wash now, but, um, fuck the, the, we're getting back to this. We'll get back to this. No, let's just do this. What, where, what was the tangent that I was just about to get off on? Gifts uh, for Matt? There was gifts. There Possibly. was the oh, orange hoodie. Oh, yes. The, the hoodie. So Alex Ramon, if you are a full us, uh, if you watch full us, you will most recently recognize Alex Ramon from the routine, the balancing routine that he did with MJ, his golden docs, yes. which was in season eight, I want to say. Um, amazing. And I met him at Magic Live and, and was chatting with him. And I was like, oh, Alex, I need to take a picture, a selfie with me and my wife's favorite magician. And he's like, oh, sure. I'm like, you know I'm talking about MJ, right? <laughs> uh, so um, I am messaging him a couple of days ago. He's on the Fuller's Live Tour. I am messaging him, trying to get him to come to Elkton because he had posted something on Instagram. I don't understand the full business model to this yet. And he mentioned it at Magic Live and said, you know, contact me and I'll fill you in. And that we have not connected all of that yet. But he somehow has something where he will do a magic show in your living room for free. Now, I don't know the back end of it yet. Um, I don't know if he collects money from other people. Again, I don't I don't know. And I don't need to really 
care about getting into the mix. I would just pay him to come perform in my theater. Um, so I messaged him and I was like, look, there are three options here, depending on the timing. You could, whatever your stick is to my living room, we can do it. Uh, depending on the timing, uh, I have a, I will have a 30 seat private parlor theater in the room above my garage, which actually will be right there. By the time this is all done, if I record in this room, then there's going to be what appears to be a bookshelf here, which is going to be a uh, hidden door that goes yes. into the parlor. Nice. Um, or I have the 170 seater we can bring in and pay you to just do a ticketed mm. stage show. And I'm like, you know what? As far as that's concerned, you're doing the Fuller's live tour. When Matt comes in and you guys do rehearsals later, ask Matt about Elkton Magic. About three hours later, I get a text back from him that's a selfie of him and Matt. <laughs> Matt came into rehearsals dressed like this. And he's wearing the Elfton Magic hoodie. So it's to be, you know, it, it, it was a sign, surely. Exactly. So come on. I think I've worked Get out that his dog. business model, though. I think I know his business model about performing in your living room for free. Uh, okay. Are you familiar with episode two of the Brian Brushwood series, Hacking the System? <laughs> it is all about getting into the house when it comes to home invasions and burglary. That's, that's all it oh. is. <laughs> Step one, get access into the house. I, I, oh man, I watched episode one of that. But it's, it's, and <laughs> my wife came in and was like, what is this shit? Yeah. And I didn't have the heart yep. to turn to her and say, this, this entire <laughs> series is my adolescent years. Okay. Like there, there was a fork in the road in my life in which I could have probably become some version of Brian Brushwood. And the I took or... a different fork. <laughs> I, um, definitely spiky hair. Yeah. Um, not frosted tips, but I, I in those adolescent days, um, you know, my, my teens and early 20s, I had big, like, uh, like almost like, vegeta style hair oh. or goku type hair um yep. and i would take like I, I would fuck around with all sorts of different hair solution to put in my hair and make it go that way egg whites and like and, and i was i was shopping in the ethnic hair care section of the uh of of whatever store i was in most of the time and what turned out to be the most uh universally i could get it anywhere and I know what it's going to do is literally just taking Vaseline. Oh. And that was what I put in my hair. And it kept, it always was look, it always looked wet Dust. and it always stayed up. And yeah, it was, that was, yeah, it was weird. Um, there, there might be some pictures of me back when I was you, in a band. You find these pictures, uh, you like find that. them and we will um, post them on the socials. As someone who wanted yeah. to be Vegeta growing yeah. up. You need them. Who has a collection of Vegeta toys over there? You need to get these pictures. <laughs> See, you're not the only person uh, who has um, started listening to Pod Therapy from listening to Hey Buddy Nice podcast. Um, it. My mum 
said to me, she messaged me the other day, because like, I, actually I messaged her because it's her birthday. Shout out, happy birthday, my mum from this past week. She's like, I have so much time keeping up with all my podcasts now. I was like, oh, so funny, my mum listening to all these podcasts. I'm like, oh yeah, what are you listening to? She's like, well, obviously there's there's you guys, there's pod therapy, there's Penn Sunday School, there's Ice Cream Social. Now there's going to be two characters in the clown as well. I was like, I don't have the heart to say, you're going to have to start listening to Big Sexy Digital Nomad. <laughs> And she used to just listen to like some serious podcast, she right? To, like a real podcast, like, like nothing really. Like I, I've, or was it your my, your oh, mother? My yeah. mum yep. listens yeah. to the Diary of a CEO and us, <laughs> and nothing. Okay, I was going to say somebody, one of your mothers, I knew was listening yes. to like some serious. It's about real things yeah. podcast. Yeah, my mum. <laughs> I don't have time for shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, dear listener, if you have a mother, please suggest Hey Buddy Nice podcast to them. The mother-friendly podcast. But not my mother. No? I mean, she can listen to y'all's podcasts. That's fine. But she doesn't need to be listening to mine. Yeah, that's no, no. We, we're not saying she we'll, needs to listen to we'll your keep podcast. keep that at arm's length. Yeah, can listen to right. our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we sort of went. I there was there was art mentions going on, so maybe we should go into art talk, hey? That, so- that sounds doable. Now, I mean, even though I've got my soundboard stream deck set up, I don't have a drop or musical cue for Art Talk because, you know, we don't have one. Uh, but if we did, I'd be hitting that button instead of, you know, just a random one like... Uh, but, so, yep, instead we're just going to have to talk with nothing playing over the top of us. Now... Um, That's as good of a drop as any, I'll say. <laughs> it is, being, uh, if only for the fact that it's a combination of uh, Penn and Matt Donnelly <laughs> being melded together. <laughs> Uh, so Brogan, uh, I think Jobeth had already mentioned, uh, <laughs> one of the arts that you have done. Yeah. <laughs> I, as someone who hasn't even listened to the episode yet, I have no <laughs> idea why I've done it. I just know that you messaged me and said, can you make me the opposite of a hunky boy? Can you make me a stripper? A cheap hooker. <laughs> I'm like, I can yes. do that. You will commit crimes well, against art and God. Yes. I have two versions of this because I, the first one, I think the file is called Hooker. <laughs> yep. And and then when I asked you to put some cash in my hand <laughs> and you put cash in my hand and added a cigarette, yeah. that file is titled Cheap Hooker. Yeah, I gave you a dollar. <laughs> oh, yes. a single buck. Uh, but, uh, That's all you need. One thing I noticed about that, though, is there are no feet. There's, uh, am I wrong in saying I- that? It was very late. I was stressed out my gourd. I was like, I can draw this. I will draw this quickly. I can't draw feet. <laughs> I, I And honestly, at the timing of it, because I'll throw shit at Brogan at random times, and then we're five hours separated, so it's always later. Um, I had no idea that, that you were prepping for what will not be mentioned again. And so I'm just throwing stuff at you, not knowing, you know, we're we're... We live in this digital world where we don't know what everybody else is going on at any given time. But I just throw stuff into the ether and say, hey, you know, and and very rarely is there like a specific deadline time frame on anything. And obviously I'll say, hey, I need if we can do this by this date, like when we did the special tarot cards for a, a, a birthday party that I did. Yeah. Uh, and it was it wasn't a hey do this in this time frame it was a hey can you do this in this time frame if so this is the deadline um which oh that was so great um <laughs> they still talk about that i which love they that will video forever. just him going oh shit when he realizes it's another yeah. card uh, so yeah that's i mean all of this is in art talk um 
So many people probably have seen this started in Pifpod, correct? What what what's this? The the tarot cards started yes. in Pifpod? Yes, I can't remember who said it. I remember So there was a conversation on Pifpod probably about a year ago now, maybe more, where they were talking Matt, Jade, and Piff were talking about if they were tarot cards. You know, if they were depicted on tarot cards, which ones they'd be. Yeah. And then Brogan grabbed the baton and just started drawing them up. I get, I'm assuming based on them saying I'd be this one and I'd be that one. I, and then yeah. I know that. Or maybe you picked them. I know that they I don't said remember. Piffles is the hermit. Because that's why Piffles is separately. I know they said Jade is the high priestess because otherwise I might her as empress. I, knew, I don't think they mentioned. Well, I know they said Piff is magician. I don't know if they mentioned Matt or not. So you did those, and then I guess you probably started doing those, mm -hmm. and then you circled around and said, hey, let's do the whole Arcana mm -hmm. and put magicians on all of them. And somewhere in that point in time, I had reached out to you and said, hey, if you want to do all of these, mm -hmm. so maybe you hadn't done them all yet. Maybe that was the... I'd st I think I'd got about halfway through and then kind of right. put it on the back burner and you messaged me saying, are you going to finish this? Because like, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to finish this, I will pay to have them actually produced mm -hmm. with a few asterisks because I had a routine that I wanted to do and I was using tarot cards for it. And I was like, what better way to do something unique than to have these tarot cards made? And there were there, there are a few special ones that have been made that nobody knows about other than us. And I told Matt about them. Um, and I don't know if our uncle RJ knows about them or not, but probably if he doesn't, he will eventually. Um, so they were all done. And then um, even you even went in and started doing the, uh, the minor arcana, the, or not the minor arcana, the, um, um, uh, the suits. The suits. Yeah. yeah. All of them uh, basically. And we had them printed, I don't know, what did we do, like 10 decks or something the first time I through? I think so, yeah. And because this is not something that we intend to to market, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I believe that there would probably be copyright issues, at least from um, one specific the owner of Kablip. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, in the very first run, there are two versions of that card. Yeah. One that is that person and and it doesn't even have his name on it, <laughs> it just we the, even the ones that have people's name on this one just says c period a period yeah. where the name would be and um we did a second version of it with uncle rj as the mind diddler which is yeah what he did at scoop fest yep. on at the variety show that i missed mm -hmm. um and it's him dressed up basically looking like the mind noodler but he's got a big red ball. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the big red ball needs to be incorporated because it's kind of a, you know, backdoor homage. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had chatted about doing a couple variations. I wanted to have a version done for me to possibly work into the routine. Plus, it that, that came about timing-wise around the same time that I was going through the name change from the almost psychic to judgmentalist. Yeah. So I was like, what better thing than to put me on the tarot card for judgments? Mm -hmm. Like, my character name's basically there. Um, so we did those. We did some special Mac King ones in a second run. There's like a second run of cards that um, Matt knows about the... Um, the ICS version of full the the full. By the yeah. way, he knows about he knows it I all. Need to, um, I need to edit that one. 
This sounds like there's a full um, parallel deck. There, there's well, there's ones to swap it. in and out. Yeah. So there's, um, I got asked to do a performance at a the sixtieth birthday party of a colleague of mine, and for whatever reason, the light bulb went off. I'm gonna do this routine there, and I was asked to do this like two, maybe two and a half weeks ahead of time. The light bulb went off. If if Brogan can hook this up and I can make this happen, I'm going to do this routine with the birthday boy turning 60. So boy's not really the right word and his wife. So the routine to kind of break it down is you bring two people up on stage, a couple usually, and I could do this routine different ways that don't necessarily involve a couple. Like I could take, you know, if there was, if I were doing like a corporate event and there was like the CEO and the vice president or something, or the two founders of a company or whatever, the, the premise of the effect is, is testing the, the connection that two people have with each other. And I have this deck of tarot cards and I fan through and I show the audience that they're all different. And then and I'm working on changing this routine a little bit. Um, the current version of it is we just riffle through the cards and the first person tells me to stop. And if I have a male and female participant, the first person that I work with is the female. And I'm changing this routine. I haven't perfected it yet, so I haven't performed it the new way yet. Um, but I'm going to have it where the cards get cut out into three piles and we do partial tarot reading and keep the mm -hmm. third card a secret by the first person then the cards get all mixed up and then the other person is as i'm dealing down selects cards and ultimately they eliminate cards and it ends up being the same card as the first person well for this effect we tailored the lover's card to be an illustration of steve and michelle who were the birthday party guest of honor, I guess is the right word, and his wife. Um, so that was a big hit. And it was fun because as I'm doing the routine, I, I I handled the cards differently than I normally would. So normally I'd just, you know, hold the card up to them and let them see the whole card as they've selected the card out of the deck, the first person that is. This time I've got my hand awkwardly over the middle of the card so that she could read the name of the card that was at the bottom, but not see the full card because I did not want her to see and recognize herself on it until the final reveal. Um, so when I, when I, when we got those done and I was like, okay, what other alternate cards are we trying to do? Um, I had a bunch done for mentors of mine within the magic world. Uh, Jeff McBride, who is somewhat well-known if you're well he's if you're in the magic community he's definitely well-known if you're a magic fan just as an outsider you probably know who he is and, and some other people from there did one for his wife because it was just kind of like hey i'm going to order all these cards there might as well be and anything that we're going to think of like do you have anything that you want done because they're getting ordered let's go so you did a version of the fool with the three guys from ics uh the ones for me i had you i did ones where to give Matt these cards if he wanted to do the routine and have himself be the reveal card. That's possible now within the routine that I worked up. Um, we did three different versions of Mac King that were brilliant and amazing. I liked Mac's um, one because Mac has his usual one with his invisibility cloak where you can still see him and then just the invisibility cloak. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that was that was fantastic, and that turned out well. And the original Mac King card is just him in his suit 
with a fishtail coming out of his his mouth. Mm-hmm. So of all of the cards that were done, I would believe that the, the, the Mac King series are the most iconic to his routine than any of the other ones. Yeah. I mean, all of them are great, but that is just like the, hey, you want to know what Matt King's show is? Here it is, yep. these three cards. <laughs> um, th- this is this is the world. Um, so then in, in knowing that where I am wanting to do more shows and not really being worried about getting paid for it, but, you know, wanting to potentially be able to make some money, cover expenses or otherwise, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to turn this lapel pin or, or this tarot card into a lapel pin so then i made it a lapel pin and then i was like you know what matt's got this problem more than i do being out there on the road smaller venues they can only pay you so much i thought you were gonna say alcoholism. he needs more merchandise <laughs> right same problem i have uh <laughs> at this at, at probably a very similar level so not 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 problematic but you know not jacob level decisions can decisions can be made and it can get there um it, it, it's definitely within reach uh, certainly will feel that way after a week on this cruise. <laughs> so then I was like, I need to make a set. They turned out very, very well. And I was like, Brogan, I should do a set of these for Matt, right? Because now he's got other, mer- you know, he went through the whole thing of what kind of merch can I get? Because I don't want to tote around t-shirts because you're going to need all sorts of different sizes and colors and all this other stuff. You know, so he started doing the duck calls and I'm like, these would be great. People will want these. People love lapel, lapel pins. Not at all people, but people... People who do won't not buy it. Yeah. And so we did those too. Um, the, you did the Alcta Magic logo. So yeah, lots of that's this whole episode is art talk. Yeah. And you're currently <laughs> wearing one. You're currently wearing Matt's t shirt. Yeah. Yes. I got noodled yeah. at Elton Magic. <laughs> which, and RJ has a version too. I think that'll be the only yeah, two. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> which. Uh, What's the what, RJ? What Are we really going to sell I haven't seen the RJ version. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's not in the store yet. Thank no, you. I'll, I'll not say it. You show me later. I struggle please. with whether it's ever going to be oh. in the store <laughs> for a limited run. <laughs> there, there, there may, there may be this. This may be one that gets done by a local printer <laughs> in a handful of sizes and is available at the show and only at the show because um, there's a public perception to what's in the storefront, you know. Mm, yeah. And as this thing grows, it just—I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. <laughs> If you knew you, it would make sense to everybody here. Yeah, but to the general public, yeah. I'll, I'll tell Wayne. They're, they're... I'll tell Wayne, and he, uh, he can cut it out. Uh, it was at RJ's suggestion. Does it say Uncle RJ? <laughs> it does. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah, it has. To, yeah, no, of course, of course, it does. And then it has got, has the Elf Magic <laughs> yeah. logo on the bottom. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, um, you, you, Brogan, you also done, I believe this artwork was for our buddy Mitzi or yes. was it not for Mitzi? It is for Mitzi. It was for Mitzi. Mitzi, Mitzi asked. Uh, mm. It's technically for uh, our Jury. former kidnapper, mm. just Robert Young. Um, yeah, no, the, he turns the big four on 5th of March, but Mitzi... Mitzi was going down to Austin cigars for his birthday. A band. So he's like, "Can you do a picture of Judy with his bird doctor?" And I want a, a band for it, and I want stickers because some people don't want <laughs> cigars. So yeah. I did that, and he got them. Yep. Was- yeah. When I when I saw Mitzi's post earlier today, um, he's just saying, "Oh, cigars now come. You can get custom wraps for them." I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And I click on the picture, and I'm like, "Hang on, I recognise that art style." <laughs> I love the fact that. 
you know, my art style is recognisable enough that it's yeah. like, hang on a second. <laughs> I like that there's things that you don't tell me about that I see in the wild just pop up. <laughs> like forget. both of these examples. Like I purely forget. Yeah. Because sometimes I don't know what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not. Because mm. the amount of yeah. times that I've said we've been doing art talk and I'm like, oh, I've got a thing for Jobeth, but I can't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we, we talked about this earlier. I don't think we have any secret projects anymore. Everything is at least public-ish. I think so. Yeah. I because uh, except for that one little nugget. Except for that one little nugget. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, because are all the performers for Elk that I've done so far? Um, it wouldn't. Well, going back to the last episode, yeah. Yeah. Are they all publicly announced? No. Yeah. Um, because the only two other ones I haven't done yet. And they're on they're on the list, but yeah. Right. So the a formal announcement for the the closest one. So what I'm doing with those is I'm announcing to the public each show. Mm. The third one out will be announced at tonight's show. Yeah. So basically, there will always be three opportunity three three shows available. Yeah. So when we're at show zero, I'll announce show three. Um, it will be announced, the, and the format for anybody who wants to know how to save the most money <laughs> seeing a performer at Elkton Magic, if you are on the email list, which you get on there one of two ways, you go to ElktonMagic.com and you sign up. It's like any other email list, except we don't email you three times a week uh, or more. Um, a week before they are announced to the public, you will get a promo code for pre-sale. So I'll, I'll do a seven-day pre-sale for all these shows. Your biggest discount is going to be there. Your second largest discount is going to be in the program of the show for the next three shows. But that one will be less of a discount than the pre-sale discount. And then depending on all of the performers moving forward, we'll have a, their own promo code. So if you buy from them, they get all of the money. And I encourage everybody to do that because this is this is a, a project of joy, not a project of profit for me. So if every ticket were sold through the pro with the well, with the exception of the shows that are for for charities themselves, mm -hmm. then I work out a flat fee with the performers. Um, but on the ones where they have a promo code, it means that after I pay the venue, one hundred percent of the money will go in their pocket. So please. If you are interested in a specific performer, troll them, find their promo code, use that promo code, because then that means the performer gets all of the money. Because the only thing I'm using any of the money for that's not that is being able to pay money to bring in a higher dollar performer. Question. Yes. You have the fucking time. I, I, I have a question for Brogan. Um, every uh -huh. time that Jobeth said promo code, in your head, did you go pen? Yeah. Yep. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> There, there was there was one time where I did go P E N N. P E N N, yeah. <laughs> so there are two other promo codes that will exist at every show. That's one of them because <laughs> I drop you Brogan mentioned the other week hearing my name at the top of mm. some Penn Sunday school episodes. Yes. Yep. That is because I dropped a dime on the um, whatever that Patreon level is after clearing it with Matt and and that it would be a good that it would be fine to do. So the one where Penn will do a video for mm -hmm. me every month, and I was like, so I will have no problem with this, and Penn will have no problem if I just tell him who the next month's performer is. Yep, and then he does a video plug for them. So. 
Those that's are coming. Great. That's, that's and then, of course, why not put the promo code P-E-N-N in yeah. there? And then into perpetuity, and I've made this promise, and, and you've, it's on the Elkton Magic uh, social media and everything. Well, I think it's only on the um, on Twitter, which is where I probably connect with more scoops than anywhere. The Hey Scoops at checkout will always work for any show. If it doesn't work and somehow Elkton Magic is, is affiliated with it, it means I... I did not set up the event page um, and it's some third party that we might be sponsoring an event. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, Hey Scoops at checkout will always work and it will be a discount that is more than one penny. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, I, I looked into us having discount codes, right? Have you done this on T Fury as well? You have to like talk to a real person to set that shit up. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not no, I just we're look, not I, there I, yet. <laughs> I, I, there, there are two elements to which I haven't even explored that on T Public. Number one, it just wait a week and they'll be given thirty or thirty five percent off. Exactly. And, and number two, the amount of money that you make on those sales is so minuscule. Anyway, it's funny because I think so. I reached out to Brogan before setting that up, being like, "Hey, is there some sort of an affiliate link, mm-hmm. some way that you guys will get money?" on my thing and looking into it like apparently you guys make a dollar every time an item out of the elton magic shop sells up to the first thousand and i'm like fuck these guys are making more money on this shit than i am we uh, we made because i don't think i make a dollar a unit i think last month we made more money off that than our own sales <laughs> <We did. laughs> And, and and again, I think that yeah. you guys probably made more money from my sales than yeah. I made off of my sales. Now, for me, I don't I don't care about that because it's about getting those logos out into the community yeah. in ways so that people are like, wait, what's that shirt you're wearing? Tell me what that is. And then they have the conversation. Exactly. Like, it's fun. I, I, it, it, the conversation that I started having with Matt was, do you mind if I put these in the shop? And I had already bought some stuff, so I knew what the margin was. I'm like, I'd offer to give you all of the profit from any of the sales, but I I trust that you already know how low that is. So administratively, it's a waste of fucking time. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't know that you make a dollar a unit on some of this stuff when their sales go. I'm sure that when you're buying not during the sale, you make more money. But why would I? Yeah. Why would I? ever buy things not when they're you know i can wait 10 days exactly and there'll be another sale i I tell all my friends yeah if 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 it's not on sale this week wait till next week and it will probably be on sale yeah yeah. it's uh, we we don't care if you're not paying for we don't want you to pay full price basically we want you to just wear our shit or you know tote bags tapestries wall arts whatever that's, yeah. that's all we all care of about. This stuff, all of this stuff for us, I would imagine this is probably the same for you, is you want it out there so people are, hey, what's that? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about whatever's on it, whether it be the podcast, whether yeah. it be the magic venue or otherwise. I'll put it out here now. To anybody that wants to attend one of our Elton Magic shows, go buy merch. Send me through any of my numerous social media channels a selfie or a photo of you in the wild wearing that merch and which show you want free tickets to, oh, and they are yours. Cool. Wow. That's I will a give good you a free offer. I'll give you a free pair of tickets if you can capture yourself wearing the Elton Magic merch out in the wild. Flights and accommodation not included. Pr- <laughs> True. <laughs> Just the tickets. Uh, ha- ha- are we talking like um, obstructed view tickets, or what are we talking here? 
No, come on down. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it'll cost you guys far more money to oh, get yeah. here than no, it will be to go to the shows. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not financially viable for us. Uh, all right. If it weren't for your other trip, I would have been leveraging to try to get Brogan at least to come here because in a eight-day span, we have Uncle RJ's show at Elkton Magic, and then in the same town, we have the Scottish Games Festival. Oh, yeah. So, like, hurling rog- logs, throwing axes and shit, we're talking? All of the above. Yeah? Yes. They, like, they, it's from from what they're saying, and, and Brogan would be the litmus test to this, um, it, it is as, as true to tradition as they can get. Cool. So, I believe it's the Highland Games, though. Is that right, Brogan? We have, we have the Highlands. And you thought, you never know. I mean, I might come out to Vegas and not come home. I keep oh, threatening well, to do it. <laughs> If if that if you make good on that threat, then you know we'll, we'll we'll make that happen. Why not? All it takes is one person to offer me a job. Yeah, <laughs> one person to offer me a job in Vegas and or the United States. We're putting this wins out. My finger butthole. Yeah, yeah. We're putting this out now. Oh, as in as in you can marry into a green card. Exactly. Is that what, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Look, so so we'll throw the gauntlet down. Mm-hmm. Um, Brogan is actually been hired as the uh art director for elton magic the only problem is is that the the work is periodic it's Mm. not a full-time job however if we were to sell out every show every time there might be the ability to actually make that a real job (laughs) Uh, and you get to see a good magic show just fucking do it this isn't brogan exclusive either by the way i'm down to look offer me a job i'll commit bigamy i'll marry again (laughs) So you're going to live in Utah, huh? <laughs> uh, that's, that's Vegas you'll, adjacent. I mean, you'll, be within, you'll be within driving yeah. distance of Vegas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, uh, so, Brogan, any other arts this this past seven days? I mean, true to form, I have stuff I have done that I can't talk about. Non-disclosure uh, agreements. Yeah, but but no, this, this has been a very, very long week. So next week should get back to more art stuff because I have... Well, as of when is the first of March? First of March is Wednesday. Not this Wednesday. Yeah. Fuck. Yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. The oh first of god. March to the listener is yesterday. I have yeah. so much to do. Yeah. <laughs> I have so, so much to do. That looks like it's like it's mirror image, but you know. Uh, yeah. It's, so the first of March brings about a new calendar, hunky boy. Oh, oh hunky yeah. Boy calendar. Yes, That's right. Of course. So, I forgot so all about time, that that's upcoming. Yeah, so by the time you, you hear this, Mr. March will have been posted, and it's, of course, Mr. Pendulette looking very sexy, if I might say so myself. And then you get him again five days later, because it's his birthday Yeah, it's, it's the same as Teller, isn't it? It was a, a double up month, yeah. I felt so bad for Teller and being like, sorry! <laughs> well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's destiny if you are, you know, like you'll get two for Matt Donnelly in April. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you're you're doing them when you can lined up with the oh, birthdays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a lot less coincidental than I thought. <laughs> no, that was the original plan, but that that was before I started doing a hunky boy for people's birthdays. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. this is a bad idea. Have you had any the the, the hunky boy dachshund you did? Mm. I've gotten miles out of that <laughs> uh, because we have is, a Chawini yeah. that is the same color scheme. Oh my god! And 
my family just thinks you did that for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should tell them, yep, no, it's for me. I, I, I just offered it via text with no explanation. <laughs> and it was in the same family text chain where every so often I will send out um, one of the fun Twitter profiles that I've started following is Raccoons Hourly. Yeah. So every so often when there's just a just a special little little trash panda there that gets texted out to that same group. Um, yeah, good times. All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much time with um, the podcast within a podcast. I'm not so good at this podcast, but I figure we should at least do one uh, comic. So yeah. I'm going to share my screen. Basic one. Share. All right, same as we got three peeps here. Mm-hmm. Um, we can. Uh, ha- have you got a? Have you got a pirate accent within you, Jobeth? Uh, yeah, I'll make something work. All right. Not so good at this. The only comic we're looking at today is Sad Pirate number thirty-one, and it's four panels long. In the first panel, we see Sad Pirate all happy and excited because he's about to make a purchase, and he's saying. Yar, I'd like to purchase a waterbed, me good man. And in the second panel, the shop assistant is replying, Uh, I can't sell you a waterbed. And Sad Pirate, all defensive, is shouting, It's me hook, ain't it? This is discrimination. Discrimination. And in the last panel, the worker responds, Sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> That's the comment. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> how how obvious is it that with it with a double R that it's meant to be is like you know it's Arby's but it's a pirate Arby's. It fits. Okay, yes. good. Yeah. That's that's all. I, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Says says the guy who got into it that he missed the cue the third one in. So oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it, it's it's hard. It's like because sometimes I won't queue up the next panel and we'll, yeah. we'll just keep going. So I, I it's curveballs every time. And I just time. sit there looking at Wayne like. Yep. But okay. it doesn't matter because I can edit it, edit out any silence and things like that. So it works. It works out fine. It's all good. Um, you guys actually cut shit out of your podcast. How do. about that? Uh, not not so much anymore. Usually it's only if there's awkward stuff going on or if I say something I'm not meant to say <laughs> or if I if, talk about dead firefighters or something <laughs> like that. And even then, that goes in the bonus content. Yeah, that ended up in the bonus content. It, it, it had to. It, it had to. Um all right, so what else we got? We got... Uh, look, I've, I've written stuff down, but uh, I don't... Oh, I guess there was the title card as well. Um, mm-hmm. There was the 50th Both episode title card. That was a throwaway. I didn't like that one. But <laughs> the um, the episode 51, uh, Hey Buddy, Nice Vegas Dreamin'. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised that turned out better than... It turned out better than I thought it was gonna. You sent it over to me and I was like, I fucking love this because I, think I, I love all that. You said that it may have surpassed Flame and Coup and I was a little offended. I, I love Flame and Coup, mm. but I really liked that one. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, basically it's um, a hand-drawn silhouette of like Vegas horizon skyline artist interpretation and then it's got all these like neon signs of all the shit that we talked about like you know absinthe mad apple um i didn't do a kablip i should have done a kablip um but yeah basically all the logos of all all these shows places we want to go things like that and it was inspired by an old um like i mean yeah it's typical thing like movies where like you've got the neon signs flying towards you during like i don't know what that's like during a a time lapse i guess usually 
Yeah, it's like somebody walking down the street and it's all dark and you see the mm. signs passing. Yeah, but it is specifically... I mean, I could be wrong because I'm doubting myself now, but I believe that it's specifically inspired by an old Chip and Dale cartoon. I'm almost certain yeah, it is. <laughs> and I think it's it was the one... Because we had it on recorded on VHS. My grandparents had it. So every time we went there, we, we would watch this tape all, like, all mm. the time. And this particular... I, I rewatched the cartoon in the last couple of years and it's like basically Chip and Dale are both being played by the same girl uh, chipmunk. She, she's dating them both. Neither of them know. And she's like team up against each other. She's she finds it hilarious that they are fighting uh, over her. And it's like this is I, 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 but at one point there was that sort of montage of flying neon. I think that's what it was from. I could be very wrong now. It may have been a Donald Duck cartoon. I I don't remember any of my life. Um, so clearly magic, I guess, is more so your artistic outlet then. Um, but have, have you like has, has it always been? Have you have you always been into magic or done any other sort of artistic endeavors? No, I I've only been doing magic for about five, maybe six years oh, really? now, and really only from the like public performance perspective for a little over a year. Wow. Uh, the Matt, actually that first show that he did, he's like, Hey, you want to open for me? That was my first time doing anything on stage. Oh, wow. So that's when it all started. <laughs> it's all his fault. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Martin. I mean, I was, yeah. I, I mean, when I was in high school and some college, I played bass guitar and I was in a band, which is where some of those, wonky pictures of me wearing <laughs> with afro sheen in my hair yeah <laughs> or or you know or floating around usually with an instrument in my hand but other than that not really like i have ideas and then i float them to one of you guys yeah. and then you make them something that is actually interpreted I, able to be interpreted by the public a lot of the time ideas is is half the battle uh, yeah yeah so it's yeah, I mean, it's... And I'm fine, but, you know, like, I, I consider myself to be a creative person, even though I don't necessarily have the tactile skills to turn it into something worth a damn. Mm. So if that's where I end up being in in the grand scheme of things, I'm cool with it. It makes me think... Because in the end, I get to see what was in my head mm. out there in the world. It, it makes me think of the movie School of Rock, starring Jack Black and other people. Um, Mike White, uh, Sarah Silverman. Uh, I do know things. Uh, where at the end, when they're about to hit the stage at the Battle of the Bands, um, Jack says to the kid, we should do your song. And the kid's like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, your song rocks harder or, or whatever. And he's like, all right, but you've got to sing it, he says to Jack. And Jack's like, are you sure? It's like, I'm not a singer. It's it's that mentality. I had a point in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's... it's it- Teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. Right? Yep. 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 Uh, see, see how I used an analogy that also included a band to like bring it all back together. <laughs> we need to talk about ducks. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think I, I, if I don't talk about it now, I'm going to forget about it because I did see a license plate. And if we don't talk about it, if we miss a week, we're going to lose our position as the number one uh, license plate and bumper sticker podcast. Oh, technically, you you, you talked about yours, the, the tricky license plate. 
Uh, so we're, we're yeah. covered. We're covered. But I've already... That was in the last episode, so it, we're going to hit both. Yeah, but the, 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 for this week, we're, we're set. But I've already billboarded it, so we're going to have to talk about it now. Um, has anyone else got any bumper stickers or license plates of note that they have seen recently? Nope. You guys know damn well that when I see them, I snap them. I send them to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw one, and I at first I was angry because uh, it it it's pretty simple. I mean, they they got they none of none of this replacing letters with numbers or anything like that. It just said fancy. That's that's a pretty good one to snap up because I imagine it would be like high demand. But Mm. the thing is, it was on like a shitty Toyota hatchback. (laughs) It's like. Come on, what the actual fuck? I mean, un- then I thought, unless, you know, they're being ironic or something like that. And it's like, okay. But then I started thinking, I don't know this person. This person, they, who knows, maybe they were well off. Maybe they had a Beamer or something in the past. Maybe it got totaled. Maybe it got hijacked. Maybe they lost their job and they had to sell their prized possession car. And all they could afford was this fucking Toyota POS. And and that's what it's on now. But they can still afford to pay for their for their licensing. I'm I'm just sitting here going, they spent so much money on the license plate that they can't afford a fancy car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean I don't know Priorities. how much, I don't really know how much um personalized plates cost here. Uh, I should research that. Like I, I have looked into like Perth Wildcats plates in the past and they're like seven hundred bucks, but that is like a sports team one off and then you're just paying your registration every god i i pay i pay my registration every three months and oh no it's okay there's not there's not a bill on the fridge so we're we're in the clear (laughs) but the thing is it's like if you pay for it half yearly it's cheaper you get a discount if you pay for it yearly it's an even bigger discount but it's it's a lot of money to be paying at one time i do it year and Mm. but it is so that i don't Mm. Until they say, hey, you owe us money. It's like, oh, it's been a year already. Yeah. it's And then I don't know if there's extra charges for having personalized plates as well. And so, eh, I'm not going to. I don't know what I would get. I don't, I just don't think, I don't think I could make that kind of commitment, you know, committing to something like that as I'm pointing to tattoos. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, if you get one for the sake of getting one, you're going to end up with the license plate that says fancy on a shitty car. Yeah. So, you know, it needs to work. It needs to make sense. Mm. Otherwise, you're just, it just doesn't make it, you know, it's stupid. It, it has inspired me for another tattoo. I'm just going to get a tramp stamp that says fancy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks oh, to doing Vegas. You're going to do well in Vegas. <laughs> But it, I, th- I feel like you, it would be the you, you will Wayne Wayne you will have no problem finding work in that town. <laughs> <laughs> but but will they have health care? Will it have health care? That's all I, I. That's all that matters. Do you really I mean, need I'm sure you'll need it. Yeah. You will if you're doing that job. Yeah, I would be the human equivalent of that car. <laughs> You had a question for me. Yes, I, did. I was just looking you, at my list. That you even wrote down yep, and so you didn't forget. Exactly. So this is a, um, a, a big, sexy, digital nomad style question. And my question is travel insurance. How do you feel about travel insurance? Is it a necessity? Is it a scam? Um, I'm going to say yes to both. Mm. And I, I say that with some types of travel, that it absolutely can be just kind of a cash grab, 
useless sort of thing. Uh, it's important when you're booking your travel to kind of know what the stipulations of that travel are. So a lot of my domestic travel in the U.S. is flying through Southwest. And I fly through Southwest enough that I can cancel any flight up to 15 minutes before yeah. boarding that flight and get a full refund. That's so right. there's no purpose in that scenario to have travel insurance. A lot of hotels, especially in the COVID era, also have very, very uh, flexible policies on refunds and cancellations. So look into that stuff first mm -hmm. before. Now, if you if you get into international travel and where I'm answering yes to both of the questions is because situations like you guys coming to the States, a lot of times that travel insurance will also include limited to your trip health insurance. Mm -hmm. So if you ended up needing to go to the hospital for whatever reason, illness, accident, or otherwise, it ends up getting covered. So knowing whether or not, you know, from a trip cancellation standpoint, did in the modern era, it's kind of useless. Yep. Um, from the other benefits that it has, you know, if your luggage gets lost or stolen or otherwise, potentially health insurance, things like that, then I think there's a ton of value to it. Yeah. And so it's it's really kind of case by case uh, scenario. But that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the, you know, the rundown, a lot of my travel, like, especially, like, if I'm going to Vegas, I'm staying in a in a hotel room that's been comped by a casino, plus the whole flight thing. Yeah. So I I'll never do travel insurance on one of those trips. Um, but like for, you know, for the cruise, it, it, for, for two people, I want to say that it was like an extra 60 bucks, maybe not even that wow. to get it. Okay, fine. Like I'm not, I might not even, I like this last time when my guy's like, Hey, do you want to add this? It's only, I think it was like $49. I didn't even really ask like what it included. Mm. Like, if I need it, then I'll dig into, Hey, is there health insurance? But well, I mean, when you're on a cruise, there's an infirmary and that's all kind of included anyway, yeah. but you know, it, it costs us an element. If it costs next to nothing and does something, then, Hey, why not better to have it and not need it? Yeah. Uh, say, I mean, definitely healthcare, I think for us is the major mm -hmm. thing to do with, uh, travel insurance but like you said like cancellation and things like that it's it would take extreme circumstances for cancellations to be what we'd want to claim on um but it it it, it feels very scary i think at least for me going from you know universal healthcare country just for a trip for a few weeks and being told yep you're gonna have to pay out seven hundred eight hundred dollars to have your entire time covered there um and then when they tell you how much it's covering like it will cover up to like uh unlimited hospital uh hundred thousand dollars in this million dollars personal liability things like that it's it starts to make you think is it do, do i actually want to travel <laughs> it seems scary all of a sudden yeah well i mean at that number you could probably stay another week if you didn't have to pay it. When when last time in America, me and Kez, we stayed, we were there for three months, basically. And uh, I don't think it was anywhere near this amount. So I think travel insurance, at least from Australia, is going up in price. Because hmm. I, I think we paid went up 600 bucks or something. Now it's like eight $900 to get uh, full, basically full coverage. You know, the coverage where if you run someone down uh, in your car, you're going to be fine. 
<laughs> on a personal no, get... liability uh, standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, maybe not. <laughs> Financially, not emotionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it depends if you're doing it on purpose or not, you know. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, what's his name? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, that's what jumps okay. to oh, mind. Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm talking about the actor. I can't remember. Oh, the actor... Uh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. We're talking about that situation, you know? Yeah. Yep. But actually, anyway. having travel questions, I do have one that I've not mentioned to Wayne before. But somebody mentioned this to me the other day. And I don't know if you guys would know this or not, but... Do you still need a COVID passport to come in the US? I don't think so. I think that that's all dialed back now. That's what I thought, but someone in my my mum's work is going to Florida and apparently they need a COVID pass. Okay. I've not been told. There may be specific places. First things first. No, there's no fucking way that Florida is making you. Thank you. They they would, there was a big to do because the cruise lines early on when they open back up Mm -hmm. want it to require that the COVID testing and everything like that. And many, many, many ports are in domestic US are in Florida. And there was a big to do with the governor there and passing legislation. He gets, he gets a little sand in his, uh, in his crack. And then we'll just go get legislation passed about anything that pisses him off. Ask Disney. Um, it's it's kind of a fun thing to watch from a distance. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I don't live there <laughs> because it's all like super crazy reactive. Like who 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 pissed you off about what today, buddy? Oh, okay. You know. Uh, but no, Brogan. It would have when you booked your flights. You would have been prompted by um, your air carrier. Um, please be aware there are extra travel restrictions and requirements when entering the United States, and it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't say that now. I mean, yeah, when I, I came home that. last time, it, I didn't have to have a COVID um, passport to get into Australia. And two weeks prior, you did. So if Australia doesn't need it, United States, certainly not. Uh, so I do believe we have a question as well, which uh, I think was only going to be reserved. Before we go anything, uh, my, I've just got a notice coming up saying low storage space so if this cut stops recording i do apologize but that's why okay cool. pre-warning right. we're about to end anyway uh but we were going to reserve this just for las vegas residents but you're fairly familiar with las vegas and i think we're going to be there at the same time so where are you going to take us um well we've already where do you want to go well i, I had we we could do we could if, if you if you know someone nice that maybe other people don't know about to eat uh, secret hidey hole, something like that. I will tell you, and this does not work for Brogan, but in the Rio at up top, there is a really nice steakhouse. Um, I'm sure there's other great food on that menu, but um, I'm trying to think. Um, there, the last time I was out there, I ended up, you know what? There is a place that is not far from the strip that is a Thai restaurant that is completely vegan. Oh. And one of my magician friends took me there during Magic Live. And I'm blanking on the name of this place right now. Uh, But that is absolutely 100% a to-go place. Let's pencil that in. Uh, A place. Let's pencil in vegan Thai place. Uh, That sounds good. All right. So, uh, Joveth, where can the fine folks at home find you on the internet? 
Um, well, the easiest place to see me as far as my my professional stuff is concerned is either at judgmentalist.com, psychic-ish on any of the socials. Um, Chef Kenny's is the name of that restaurant. Chef Kenny's. Nice. And I think there's a couple locations throughout Las Vegas, but there's one that's not too far, like five, five, ten minutes from the strip. We'll go there. It's super good. Um, Wayne, you won't even know that you're not eating meat. I'm fine. And other than the fact that we've told you. Um <laughs> Big Sexy Nomad, either .com or Big Sexy Nomad on the socials for all of that. Consider us, if you are a pod therapy listener, to be your pod therapy for travel. So send us questions about your travel life, whether they are about mistakes that you think you made in the past so that you can <laughs> do them better in the future or upcoming questions. Um, if we, and I'm toying around, there, there, there's like a, I'm teetering back and forth because with the, um, these 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 audio postcards that we're doing, mm. I like the idea of us listening to them absolutely cold and reacting to them for the first time. However, there are some questions that if they are legit travel questions and not just people messing around with us and we're and, and the light is green for both. Mm. Just so you know, feel free to mess with us. In fact, the direct line to leave one of these audio podcasts is a website. If you go to the web domain prankcall.me. That will take you right to this. So the invitation is out there to mess with us. Please do. Um, but if it becomes something where somebody's like the last one that we addressed, which will come out on yesterday's episode from the, the timeline of this. Uh, no, two days ago's episode, yeah. right? Friday, Friday Tuesday, yeah. Friday. Okay. So two days ago, Wednesday this week was one that there was a lot of benefit and you'll if you listen to the episode, you'll see why in having the question ahead of time, because I ended up going to somebody that worked specifically in the world that allowed me to give a, a concise and accurate answer to this question. So maybe if you've got one, let's put it this way. If you have one that you're leaving as an audio message, send an email about it too, mm. that if, if it has, you know, like a, a more complex or nuanced travel question. That way, if it's something that we don't directly know the answer to, if it's in the email, I'll actually read those. Uh, and, and then if I need to do some research or, or Big Sexy needs to do some research, we'll do so ahead of time. So yeah, do that. Write in, write into uh, Big Sexy Digital Nomad with your travel questions. Informative, helpful, helped us today with our travel questions. Perfect. Uh, but yep, uh, you can also check us out on social media at NicePodBud. Um, we're wrapping this up because the recording might end uh, unexpectedly. Uh, you can also talk directly to Brogan at Seven Billion Needles. You can talk to Ween at Ween. So yep, do that. Uh, uh, ask our friends, Big Sexy. Ask Jobeth questions that you've got about travel, and they'll answer. Uh, but anyway, in the meantime, thanks for stopping by and having a listen. As always, stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm.